1: To Caregiver SOS On Air, I'm Ron Aaron. Delighted to be here. Carol Zurniel on special assignment. She's on a number of committees dealing with COVID-19, the uh, coronavirus, and with her responsibilities at WellMed Medical Management and at the WellMed Charitable Foundation. They've got her running and rocking and rolling almost 24-7, so we will do our best to carry on without her. The topic today is something that on occasion we have talked about on Caregiver SOS On Air, just not enough. And to put it in perspective, our guest, Sandy Sullivan, Senior VP for Fraud Management at Frost Bank. When I was talking to her briefly off the air before we're going to invite her on, uh, I said, thank you so much for coming on. And she said, no problem. I love talking about fraud. And so with that, Sandy Sullivan, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you, Ron. It's my pleasure to be here. And uh, what I mean by that, uh, I uh, want to educate as many people as possible uh, to raise their awareness about fraud because it's so important and it's so pervasive. Um, and there's so many different ways that people you know, can protect themselves.
1: Well, I do know, and I, I, I've been interviewing people for a lot of years, and Frost Bank has always been very responsive when we want to talk about issues involving fraud, and you've been very responsive in identifying potential situations with customers who may be coming up to a cashier window and doing a transaction that just raises all kinds of warning, and you've been able to intercede and protect customers. Is that part of your job at Frost?
2: Oh absolutely that's um the part of everybody that works for Frost, whether you're a telephone customer service, a personal banker, a teller or even a commercial lender, is to understand you know what fraud is out there uh what it looks like, what are the red flags, and how can we protect our customers so the very first thing that we do and and what we're you know uh do as a you know daily in our business at Frost is we're here to protect our customers any way that we can
1: What's interesting to me, you've been there. 48 years, a long time for anywhere, anyone to be anywhere. And in that time, you have seen ways in which people can rip off people, just grow leaps and bounds. When you started at Frost, there were no ATMs. Nobody had money cards. Nobody had bank cards, very few credit cards. It was all checks and cash uh, at, at a cashier window, Right.
2: Right, absolutely, so you know, um back in what I call the old days, you know it was check fraud, somebody uh uh used uh uh liquid paper. Uh, to, uh, take somebody's check and white off, uh, who the payee was or who the, uh, the endorsement was on the back of the check, or they, uh, Xeroxed a copy of a check, uh, to make it look like it was, uh, something of theirs and pass it through. And so, uh, back then it was really a seasonal, uh, type of fraud. So we would see a lot of fraud happening right after Halloween as the holidays came up. Um, it kind of go away after the first of the year and come back during spring break. And then again. Um, when people went on vacation. Um, Nowadays, it's not seasonal. It's every day, 365,
1: 24-7. What got you interested in putting so much of your energy and time into fraud management?
2: And Because the fraud losses do so much damage to so many different people. um, It not only wears on your soul as, you know, how could I have been such a fool to, you know, get hooked into something like this? Um, But for somebody that's living on a, you know, paycheck uh, from paycheck to paycheck, doesn't have a whole lot of money, or the elderly who have already retired um, and they're living on their life savings. And it just, it's a passion for me uh, to want to help people to protect themselves.
1: Let's talk a little bit about uh, how that works. And for those of you who may have just joined us, you are listening to Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron Carol Cernial, our co-host on special assignment today, fighting that virus on behalf of WellMed Medical Management and the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Sandy Sullivan is with us, Senior Vice President for Fraud Management at Frost Bank. And we're talking about financial exploitation and fraud. Uh, So, Sandy, uh, the 411 on what is it people ought to be aware of? And I know uh, we target seniors because they're targeted by many of, of those who are trying to steal their money.
2: Right. Well, I think one thing people need to understand, it doesn't matter what your educational background is or what your socioeconomic background is. Anybody but anybody can be a victim of fraud. And unfortunately, sometimes people are victimized because of something called G-R-E-E-D, greed. Um, other times it's a need basis. Maybe I'm a single mom, a couple of children, um, you know, out of work, and I hear, you know, that I've won the lottery, whatever, and stuff. And so people buy into uh, certain different types of fraud that are out there. Um, Things have grown over the years that I've, you know, been in this job position because way back then we had the Nigerian letters that were sent out from Nigeria, um, you know, talking about um, having a lot of money and wanting to send it over to the United States and picking me as a person of trust. They were going to send me $26.6 million. All I had to do was send them some money for uh, taxes. And and because of the Internet and because of the advent of, you know, computer and and technology, uh, things have. Grown astronomically.
1: I am a recipient of many of those, the princess in Nigeria (laughs) left emails, (laughs) and I'm proud to say I never fell for it.
2: You know, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people, you know, that did. Um, it, they've changed it a lot. So even though those Nigerian letters are not being mailed out to the public anymore, um, the funny thing about that is uh, uh, postal inspectors realized that the, the fraudsters were counterfeiting the stamps uh, on the envelopes that they were mailing out all over the world, and so they were able to pull those out and stop a lot of that. Now with the Internet, the same thing happens. And the bad guy has realized they now need to have somebody that, you know, So has good grammar, uh, knows how to spell words, uses the lingo of whatever country um, that they're going after an individual in. And so they've gotten better at their techniques of what they do. But it's still around. It's still going on. And it's still kind of the same thing, just a little bit different twist on a lot of things.
1: Now, you mentioned G-R-E-E-D, like (laughs) R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Greed uh, is really something that lets us say to ourselves, You know, this doesn't sound quite right, but, man, that's a lot of money. Right. I I could use that money, right?
2: Yeah. And so, a lot of people. You know, we have a lot of people that will say, "Well, you know, I, I thought it was a godsend. God sent this to me in order to help me out in you know whatever um, problems I'm having." Um, other people, you know, I'd like a you know a extra little bit of money here and there, but you know, somebody might think twenty six point six million dollars is something good to add to their you know bank account, um, and it just depends on you know uh, people's beliefs, their common sense, um, uh, their thought process of thinking it through, and. And, uh, uh, you know, just making a judgment call on what, you know, doesn't sound right. Um, But the old adage of if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And a lot of people don't listen to that. They don't listen to what I call your ESP or your gut level. Um, You know, God gives that to you for a reason. He wants you to pay attention to that because most of the time you're right. When something doesn't sound right, then you shouldn't be doing it.
1: The interesting part, and and Sandy, I know you've seen them all, and I'd like you to share some of those examples with us so people can be aware of of what's happening. Uh, But the interesting part is uh, educated people, Wealthy people, poor people, moderate income people often all get sucked into some of these. And one I was thinking about the other day, and I got this one, too. You get a phone call. Oh, you know, your grandchild uh, has been arrested in wherever and uh, they won't let him make a phone call. He's in serious trouble, just needs some money to make bail. Uh, Do you think you'd be able to help him? People fall for that.
2: And I, uh, one of the reasons I tell people that um, other people fall for that type of thing is called emotions. The bad guys are very good at what they do. So um, they use intimidation. They use threats. They use vulgar language. They use um, uh, emotions. And so that particular scam is really called a grandparent scam or a granny scam um, because they usually prey on an older person because they know that an older person's going to want to help their grandchild, um, you know, and then they, you know, just step into it without thinking. And so that emotion kicks in. You know, what grandparent doesn't want to help their grandchild that's in trouble? Um, And so without thinking, they just automatically make it happen. And so, you know, I always tell people you need to step back and get somebody else in that boat, you know, with you. Why are they calling you to ask you for money? Why haven't they called mom and dad? Why, you know, pick up the phone and call mom and dad and find out where, you know, Uh, Johnny is or Susie is and why are they, you know, making a phone call to you and asking you to wire money off to some foreign country. So, again, you know, always in any type of fraud, it's get somebody else in that boat with you. Um, Think about it. Slow down. I always tell people, I said, you know, pretend you're a horse and you're getting ready to jump over a water feature, and that horse doesn't want to jump over that water feature. So you do the same. You dig your hooves down into the ground and go, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe I need to make some phone calls. Maybe I need to ask some additional questions. And so I think if people will use that thought process, it will help a lot when things, um, you know, come up like that, where they get a phone call and somebody is intimidating them or using uh, emotions or threats to get them to do something.
1: So i got to believe that in your checkered career, 48 years plus at Frost, you also, as a sideline, have been riding hunter-jumpers because not a lot of people use that (laughs)
0: term, water feature.
2: Right. I watch the Olympics a lot. I'm not a, a horse person. I love horses, but I uh, don't ride them. But, uh, yeah, it just it gives people a thought in their head of, you know, something to think about and, you know, what can I do? Because people get into a situation and all of a sudden, you know, what do I do? Who do I call? I've got to go ahead and do this. And if they'll just think of that, um, you know, picture in their right. head and go, wait a second, I need to get somebody else in the boat with me. I need to make a phone call.
1: Now, how do you train uh, your staff, whether it's the drive-through or uh, a teller inside or one of your bank officers? Well, how do you teach them to get that radar working uh, so that they are aware of a potential problem?
2: Well, we have uh, we have uh, learning. Uh, programs for them to look at. We reach out to them. We talk to them. So uh, we have one-on-one with our uh, staff members to talk about different things. So if we have a particular case, we, you know, share it. We, you know, don't put the customer's name in there or anything else, but we talk about the situation. This is what happened to uh, Mrs. XYZ, um, you know, and give them that information. And we also give empower them to raise the flag up and go, gosh, this just doesn't sound right. I'm going to get my supervisor involved or I'm going to get, you know, uh, a Sandy Sullivan or one of our loss prevention people involved and ask for their help. Um, I've got this situation, don't feel good about it. Maybe I need somebody else's help to determine, uh, you know, what steps I need to take.
1: Now we're going to uh, come right back to you, do a little business at our end, and I'd like to uh, get from you some examples of what some of these scams are like and what we ought to look at uh, from the standpoint of people who are potential victims. You're listening to caregiver SOS on air at 9 a.m. the answer. I'm Ron Aaron, Sandy Sullivan, Senior Vice President for Fraud Management at Frost Bank is with us and we're going to learn a whole lot about how to keep other people's hands off of your money. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its Emotional Support Helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number, and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866 342 6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. Six, six, we are so pleased you are with us today on Caregiver SOS on Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on Special Assignment. She is working very, very long hours on behalf of a number of groups inside WellMed Medical Management who are targeting the COVID 19. Virus pandemic that is sweeping the country and the world, and I wouldn't be surprised to find that there aren't some scams already underway that Sandy Sullivan may be aware of, Senior Vice President for Fraud Management at Frost Bank. She tries to keep people from being separated from their money by people who are out to rip them off. And one of the things, Sandy, whatever's in the news very often, becomes fodder for some of these scams.
2: Yeah, and that's very true. So when uh, the uh, COVID-19 situation uh, came uh, up front in the media, uh, the fraudsters were well ahead of it. So, um, you know, the saying is, you know, never let a um, bad thing that's going on go to waste um, because the bad guys are using it. So um, there's already a lot of cases out there where people have, you know, committed fraud using the COVID as a, a, you know, a background uh, for what their fraud is, whether it's uh, people selling some type of machinery, that says that um, they're going to be able to cure you if you ever get the COVID-19. Um, to you know, people uh, saying you need to invest in this for the future because we're going to be able to pay you a lot more money. So there's a lot of it going on out there. And so even though you know the fraud is there day in and day out, uh, anytime there's a disaster like this or with the hurricane or what have you, um, the fraudsters are always well ahead of us. They're running up that hill and we're trying to chase them down, um, but they're well ahead of the game. It's a career for them, and that's what people don't understand. Um, they make a lot of their career, um, and they can make more money in three days than it takes, you know, somebody like me, you know, 10 years to make what I do. Um, it's a very lucrative business, so we just need to raise our awareness and understand that the bad guys are out there, and we need to pay attention and ask questions and get somebody else in the boat with us before we attempt to do something.
1: Yeah, you know, I was pleased to see that you were in the first San Antonio FBI Citizens Academy class. I went through that class several years ago. Uh, It it is an amazing way to get a handle on what the FBI does, uh, both in chasing down the bad guys and in fraud prevention. So uh, I, I was pleased to see you went through that as well.
2: Yeah, and one thing I like to tell the uh, public when I go out and do presentations is to talk to them about the fact that you need to use law enforcement as a resource. Um, law enforcement, whether it's local, the sheriff's office, FBI, Secret Service, the postal inspectors, they're glad to take your phone call. We don't want to inundate them with phone calls, but if you have a situation that you're concerned about, you've received something in the mail, somebody's trying to get you to do something like the, the uh, grandparent scam, what have you, you can certainly pick up the phone and call one of Those agencies and talk it through with them, uh, they'd be glad to help. You also need to use your financial institution as a resource to help you out. Um, You know, bring something in, you got something in the mail, you don't know what to do with it, it looks like a fraud to you, but you want to get somebody else's opinion, uh, your financial institution will help you with that as well as the law enforcement.
1: See, I think it's pretty interesting because you all compete head to head with a number of banks in our community. Many of them, like Frost that are local. Uh, but you all work together uh, on these financial fraud matters. So whether you're at Jefferson or Broadway or whatever bank you're with, you're all together in the same room from time to time talking about these issues.
2: Yes, we are. We're very good at helping one another out because, again, our commitment is to protect our customer. Uh, and so we're going to share information about frauds that are going on out there, fraudsters that are hitting us. We want everybody else to know about it so they don't take a loss as well. So we do share the information, and it's a great resource for financial institutions to be able to do that. That's the way we help our customers. Um, you know, we're maybe, uh, you know, competing with one another for, you know, loans or deposits, but we're certainly not competing with one another to say gosh i have more fraud than you do uh, we never want that to happen and we never want it to happen to our customers
1: well we'll give our listeners some examples of the kind of fraud that uh, you have seen of late uh, so that 411 on fraud will help us say hey this isn't kosher
2: Right, so there's a lot of things that have happened over the years, and, and and they seem to escalate. So right now, one of the big things that we're seeing is the um, romance scams, uh, where somebody goes online, they think they've fallen in love with somebody, um, their true love. Um, that true love sends them, you know, uh, something on an email that says, you know, I'd like to come see you, but I'm unable to do it. I need money. Uh, I can't get back in the country. Can you send me some money to, you know, make this happen? Um, And again, we're dealing with people on the internet. And I always tell people, I said, you know, I was always under the assumption that if I was going to go buy a car, that I wanted to be able to kick the tires, open the hood, make sure there's an engine underneath there that I could hear it running, whatever. And to me, the same thing goes with relationships. You want to be able to see that person. Who is that person? Who are they? What are they about? And we have a lot of people that are jumping into romances um, and not doing their due diligence and finding out who this person is. And after two weeks of Talking to them on the internet, they're sending them money. So romance hymns wow. are a huge issue, and it ranges from the youngest to the oldest that it happens to, and it's happening to male and female. Um, another one is something called BEC fraud, business email compromise fraud. So it not only happens to businesses, but it can happen to people. So I'll just give you, for instance, one of the, the frauds that are out there that's big is uh, maybe I'm buying a house and you're my realtor and you and I have been talking back and forth about the house that I want to buy. Um, it's a uh, you know, $100,000 house, um, want to close next week. All of a sudden I get a email from you, allegedly an email from you that indicates that um, the seller has decided they want to close this week. I need to go ahead and send the money. And oh, by the way, they changed the bank where they want the money sent. And without me picking up the phone and calling you, I'm basing what I'm getting ready to do, which is to wire the money based on that email I received from you. And so I wire out the $100,000 you and I talk to each other tomorrow. I tell you, did you get them, or ask you, did you get the money that I wired you? And you say, what money? We're not closing until next week. So people are so... Um Socially inclined, using Facebook and uh, email and what have you, that they're not doing their due diligence and asking questions. If I'm going to send money, I'm going to do something, you know, that you know could be costly to me. Then I want to make contact directly with that person. Maybe I want to go to your office and say, "Hey, you know, Ron, why why did we change the times of when we were going to close on this thing? What's the deal? You know, what's going on with this, and why are we doing it?" Uh, we no longer make those eye contacts or those, you know, seeing somebody's face as you ask them a question. And so we need to do more of that. We need to go back to being, you know, somewhat old school and picking up that phone and asking questions. Did you really ask me to do this?
1: We need to start marketing the WWSSD bracelet. What would Sandy Sullivan do? (laughs)
2: Well, and it should be, what should we all do? You know, what should we do on a daily basis? Think through what you're being asked to do. Um, I was told that, you know, we're not going to close until next week. All of a sudden, we're closing this week. I need to ask some questions. Why are we doing this? You know?
1: So let me um, ask the naive question. That's really happened to somebody?
2: Oh, it happens every single day. Wow. And so and wow. we have a lot of, you know, commercial uh, customers or a lot of customers out there that will, you know, wire off based on an email internally in their company. Um, you know, somebody asks them to do something, maybe the chief operating officer or the chief financial officer, you know, to please send something off. So it's educating everybody within your company, every, everybody in your household. Somebody asks you to do something, you know, um, you need to ask questions. If I receive an email from my daughter and it doesn't sound... Quite right she's asking me to you know uh, send her some money, but she you know she didn't pick up the phone and call me I'm going to pick up the phone and call her and ask
1: what's interesting is the people running those scams have to have learned a little bit about you
2: right and so the, and the reason why the BEC frauds and uh, the business email compromise work is because a lot of times the person has hacked in either to like your Uh, email or my email, and they're watching the emails going back and forth between one another. Um, They learn how we speak to one another, and so I always, you know, tell my audience as I tease because I use the word y'all a lot, Uh, and uh, uh, my Texan kicks in on me. And so if somebody was watching, you know, how you and I talked with each other, I might say, when y'all do this or whatever and stuff. The bad guy's going to use that same verbiage when they go in and send a pretend email from you to me and use that word and so now all of a sudden I have a comfort level well you know Ron's using y'all back to me because he's teasing me about the fact that I use it all the time and so they you know the bad guy ingratiates himself to individuals and get you to believe that you're actually you know communicating with that person when necessarily you aren't.
1: Now all these scams have a few things in common Uh, most of all they want your money And and second of all, they want to deal with you one-on-one without you getting others involved.
2: Exactly. They don't want other people involved. They want you to act immediately. Uh, Anytime somebody says, you've got to do it now, can't wait until tomorrow, it's got to happen now. Again, you need to be that horse putting the hooves down into the you know ground right. and going whoa. Wait a minute. Why do I have to act so quickly? And um, so they don't want you dealing with other people. They don't want you getting somebody involved. And sometimes the bad guys will you know tell you that information. You know, don't tell anybody about this. This is a secret deal in between you and I. And I'm only doing this for you. I only you know am gonna give you the forty percent rate of return on mm. the investment of the money you're gonna give me. I'm not gonna do this for anybody else. So you know, make up something. Don't tell you know anybody the truth Um, and again you know another thing that banks will tell you you need to tell us the truth tell us what's actually happening When you're getting ready to wire off some money or you're getting ready to make a deposit, where did this money come from? Why are you wiring this money, you know, off? Um, Banks do have, in today's age, the right to ask because we're trying to help our customers not get defrauded.
1: Now, somebody told me, Sandy, and and I'm sure you're aware of this, that in that romance scam kind of thing or a, a sick cousin, uncle kind of thing, they start out with relatively small amounts of money.
2: And then they grow. So they're they're starting out, they don't want to sound too over-ambitious about their fraud so they're going to start out small and you know, I need you to send me $100 in order for me to do this or I need to be able to convert the money over into euros or whatever and so um, you know, uh, whatever it might be and then, you know, they keep calling you back, and, you know, um, they tell you how handsome you are, how pretty you are, and your, you know, um, your picture looks so wonderful. You look like an amazing person. So they're making you feel good about yourself. Um, Maybe you've been lonely for a while. Maybe your husband passed away a couple of years ago, and so you haven't Mm. heard those nice, kind words in a long time. Well, I'm going
1: to have to stop you there because we're flat out of time. Uh, But in fishing, the term is they get that hook set and then it's right. all over for you. Sandy, I really, really appreciate you coming on Fraud Management Frost Bank. We'll talk it again is- soon. You take care.
2: Thanks. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Sandy Sullivan at Frost Bank. I'm Ron Aaron. For Carol Zernial, you've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer.